This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 30th of June. In your Squiz today... Gladys Berejiklian's corrupt conduct finding, Ben Robert Smith to pay up, the Tour de France kicks into gear, and get ready to pull some swift moves. This is your squeeze today. Claire, the New South Wales Independent Commission Against Corruption is also known as ICAC, and it's responsible for looking into allegations of corruption in the state's public service. Yesterday, it reported that it found the former Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, had engaged in serious corrupt conduct, but it hasn't recommended any criminal charges against her. So this has all come about nearly two years after ICAC launched an investigation into Berejiklian. She was the Premier at the time that that investigation was announced and she resigned over it. Mm. And yesterday, that corruption watchdog released some of its evidence against her. This goes back to when Berejiklian was the treasurer between 2016 and 2018. She was in a secret relationship with Liberal MP Daryl Maguire and she helped push along two grants worth $15 million in Maguire's Wagga electorate, but she didn't disclose their personal connection. ICAC says that failure was a breach of the public's trust, Claire. And Berejiklian's consistently downplayed how serious their relationship was, but yesterday the ICAC released transcripts of tapped phone conversations and text messages to highlight how close the two were. In one phone call, Maguire told Berejiklian, I am the boss even when you're the Premier, and she replied to that, yes, I know. Yeah, and ICAC also published a message where she refers to him as her family. Mm. So while ICAC has found that Berejiklian engaged in this serious corrupt conduct, her supporters pointed out yesterday that that's their opinion. It doesn't carry the weight of a legal finding. Uh, And she issued a statement yesterday saying that her legal team is going to look at that report. And her former cabinet colleague, Matt Keane, yesterday accused ICAC of taking two years, and this is the quote, to tell us that Gladys Berejiklian has not broken the law. Uh, And also, it's interesting to note that New South Wales' newish Premier, Chris Minns, isn't gunning for her. Uh, Of course, she was a one-time political opponent of his. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's noted that the report took a long time to complete and he praised Berejiklian yesterday for her leadership during the COVID pandemic. And Claire, ICAC also released its take on Maguire's conduct yesterday. It recommended criminal charges for him over his alleged involvement in a separate cash for visa scheme. In its statement, the watchdog said Maguire misused his role as an MP to advance his own financial interests as well as the commercial interests of his associates. 
We spoke about the defamation trial between Australia's most decorated war veteran, Ben Robert Smith, and several major newspapers earlier this month, Claire. It was a massive trial, it was expensive, and it ultimately went in favour of the media publications. And that means the price tag could fall on Robert Smith. Yeah, geez, Alice, looking back on the month of news of June, it's just been a whopping, <laughs> whopping month. And this, of course, was one of the big stories of the month. Um, just to take it back a step, Ben Robert Smith, of course, launched his case against the Sydney Morning Herald, The Age and the Canberra Times. He said they defamed him back in 2018. And like you say, Alice, on the 1st of June, the federal court found that the publisher had proven that he had unlawfully killed prisoners and bullied a soldier. Uh, it's reported that the trial cost around $25 million and the Victoria Cross winner has accepted that he should pay costs, he reckons, from the time the court case started, which was in 2020. But it's not quite that straightforward, Claire. Robert Smith was bankrolled by his former employer, who was Seven Network owner Kerry Stokes. Stokes and Seven are now fighting any attempts to get them to pay. Robert Smith has until mid-July to decide if he's going to appeal. Canadian and US authorities investigating the failure of the Titan submersible, which imploded during a deep sea dive down to the wreck of the Titanic two weeks ago, have managed to collect debris from the seafloor and bring it up to the surface. And Claire, they say there's evidence of presumed human remains in that debris. Yeah, and they're going to be investigating whether there are human remains that have come up. That's something that US investigators will do. Mm. But what happened, of course, we know that five people on board were killed when that sub imploded during that dive. Um, yesterday, the Coast Guard said that a remotely operated vehicle, or a ROV as they call them, uh, it was used to search the seafloor and it located the debris 3,810 metres underwater and 488 metres away from that infamous Titanic shipwreck. Mm. Uh, there's plenty of images of the recovered debris yesterday. Um, they show pieces of the hull, the porthole and also the landing frame. Yeah, investigators say they'll now analyse those parts. They're hoping to figure out what exactly happened to the submersible. The Tour de France begins tomorrow night, Claire. It's the biggest cycling event of the year and it's normally cause for celebration for cyclists around the world, but this year's tour is starting on a sad note. Yeah, it is, and that's because less than a fortnight ago, 26-year-old Swiss cyclist Gino Mader, he died after crashing into a ravine during the Tour de Suisse. Uh, that's an accident that has prompted calls for more safety precautions, particularly at those high speeds. Mm. Uh, some notable cycling figures say that there should be safety netting installed on the mountain descents and others have suggested enforcing even speed limits. But, of course, others say that that would rob the sport of one of the really key and thrilling parts mm -hmm. of it. Uh, as for the Tour de France this year, we've got a couple of Aussies to have a look out for. Jai Hindley and Ben O'Connor, they're both from Perth. Uh, they're going to be in the peloton. Yeah, Hindley became the first Aussie to win the Giro d'Italia last year and this will be his first Tour de France and O'Connor's fresh from making the top five in the Criterium du Dauphine so they're two good ones who are repping the flag for Oz. Absolutely, fingers crossed for them. A message now from our podcast partner Hubble. You know what it's like, your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out but 
suddenly realise he can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more. Today's the last chance for fans to snag a ticket to Taylor Swift's first Aussie tour in five years. And the good news, Claire, is that instead of five shows to squabble over, there's now my lucky number seven. (laughs) Yeah, lucky number seven. You reckon it's working in your favour today? It's going to work for me. (laughs) So, yeah, look, extra shows announced yesterday, an extra one in Melbourne and one in Sydney. Uh, That means that fans are in with the slightly better chance to claim a spot. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Since the first two hit-outs for tickets, there's been a lot said about Ticketek's allocation system. Uh, The company says that it's actually not a queue. So if you're online thinking that you've actually got a spot and it's just working its way towards you, it's not quite as simple as that. Uh, In fact, there was a really great article in the Financial Review yesterday and it described it as more of a crowded bar situation. (laughs) There's kind of a semblance of order, but it's actually not 100% orderly. (laughs) If you're like me and you're desperately trying to get lucky today, it's general admission tickets that are on sale. They're going on sale from 10am for the Sydney shows and 2pm for Melbourne. So good luck to everyone out there. Yep, may the odds be ever in your favour. It's Friday and that means it's time for Friday Lights. Claire, what have you got for us today? Look, a really good chicken soup. It's a good weekend habit that I'm just starting to get back into for winter. Uh, I've got a really good one where you do poach the chicken, but if you're lazy like me and just want to get to lunch on the weekend, (laughs) I just grab a barbecue chicken from the supermarket, shred it up, use some pre-packaged stock and it's really, really yummy. Oh, sounds good. Sounds nice and warm for this weather. I'll make sure that the link to that one is in the episode notes today. And that's enough today. But Claire, you and Kate will be back tomorrow with Saturday Squiz. Yep, we sure will. And I'm a bit excited about tomorrow. There's something fun that we'll be doing that I can't (laughs) talk about today. I love being a tease. So there's your tease for tomorrow's Saturday Squiz. Very enticing. You have me reeled in. We'll have to tune in tomorrow to find that out. Absolutely. Have a great Friday and we'll be back with you on Monday. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz Kids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.